pretty smooth, right? I like it. I like that smooth beat. All right. And another episode of For the Streets begins, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. Welcome in the special guest, co-star, all the above. <laughs> <laughs> My boy, OG Ron. We out here. Take a tug. How, how do you want to be uh, referred to in podcast land, bro? Uh, honestly, I don't even know. It's crazy, right? right? Well, it's because I have so many names. I got my art name, and then Tug is already my nickname. Right. So, I mean, hell. What's your What's your stage name? That's what I'm saying. It's like, sheesh. Long Big Willie. We can We can make it a work uh, a working title. How about that? <laughs> working project. Call this nigga working title. I like it though. Any one of them. But uh, yeah, man, I, you know, I, I figure we, we can freestyle it because I feel like we always have so much to talk about anyway whenever we start talking. I know you have just mentioned uh, a few different business ideas and things like that. So anytime I hear anybody talking about business or uh, entrepreneurship, you know, that's that instantly always grabs my attention just because it's so important, man. You know, I think about the fact that we're in a in a COVID, a post-COVID world right now where people are getting laid or getting laid off like crazy. You know, you didn't know what you're gonna what your next move is gonna be. And for me, for years, I've been saying to anybody that will listen, man, corporations don't care about us. You know, the first chance they get, if you don't prove your worthiness to them, they're gonna chop you, they're gonna chop me, they're gonna, you know, so we gotta figure out a contingency plan. We gotta have, a, you know, most of the income. Especially being black, man. Oh, exactly. Um, boy, I've been through so many damn jobs and half of them wasn't even my fault, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, what, what uh, can you talk about some of the jobs that, that uh, or at least one job that you can think of in particular where you felt like your skills were being um, uh, utilized. utilized in the right way? Uh, shit, and every, every one I didn't had, honestly, because I'm going to sit here, I'm a, I'm a person that like I like to take charge of, no matter what I do. That goes back to me playing basketball. I've been a point guard for my whole damn life, so I'm like, it's not that I want to control the whole situation, but if I can see an easier way for the whole team to do better, right. that's what I, I'm going to say something, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want people working harder, smarter, all the time. That's me. And so, like, I would have a bunch of jobs that are just, like, it, it's, one, you got people who don't want to be there in the first place. It's like, I don't want to be here either, but I'm going to bust my ass while I'm here, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, I go back to, I go back to doing stuff and stores like stocking sodas in the warehouses doing all that type of shit and all that stuff is just hmm. they, they brought back memories my bad yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah so we, we just been like I mean not we I just been in situations where like how you said it don't utilize me it's like okay if I can sit here and I can stack 30 sodas within the time you can only do 10 like you know what I'm saying it's like I can probably tell you something that'll probably benefit you and help you out. Like, you know what I mean? Because I also got to walk. I got to work different because of my back. You know what I mean? So the the way I the way I do certain stuff, I'll pull out the best type of situation and analyze that and then figure out, like, how I can do stuff instead of just jumping into it. I've always been that type of person. 
And so some certain jobs they just don't look at you like that. They just look at you like, all right, is this is this dude gonna cause problems or is he gonna be after it? Is he gonna do this? Is he gonna do that? And it's like, I'm I'm trying to work for you. I'm trying to do the best ability I can do for you. So if you sitting here and you like, oh well, you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong. It's like, okay, I understand. Okay, so help me out. You know what I mean? Be a better person. Help me out. Don't sit here and talk talk uh, behind my back type stuff. That's that's what would be going down at these certain jobs. Like that's just how it is. And then so, I'm you know, Ronald doesn't. Yeah. He's just not a team player. <laughs> and, and no, it's like that's the thing. It's like most of the shit talking didn't even come from the bosses. The bosses would sit there and be like, okay, yeah, this dude, this dude, but you got so many people. Uh, he kiss up or he do this, he do that, and it's like. Nah, I'm just here to do my job. Right. I just find easier ways to do it, and that's just what it is. Like I don't cut corners. I just find easier way for myself, because like I said, like my back and all that stuff. You know, I think that's the that's the most disappointing thing about being a black man in corporate America, because unless you like, if you have a if you have a backbone, and you have like just just a a, a level of confidence to you, it's after a while. Like it's just so much. It's so much. It takes it takes a toll on you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, you you can't kiss ass without like it affecting you. You know what I'm saying? And then you see things. You see you see the nepotism that that happens where people that don't look like you that look like the VP and and the the GM and all that they're the ones that are getting the promotions. And you're like, well, I'm clearly the one that's taking care of business. Like, I'm, I come in here and I do my job. But it's it's like, it's, it's so, it's deeper, it's deeper than just doing your job, you know? Because they call it networking, but it's like, is it really networking? Because if I do that same thing, like, are there are there certain rooms that, that I'm not getting invited to? You know what I'm saying? Is that really networking? It, it ain't. People are always gonna close you off, I learned that. Especially like the top people, no matter who you are, man, you, you gotta you gotta appeal to them, and right. it's like like how we always talk about. I've never been that person to just sit behind people like that. Like I, I gotta do my own thing. So when I go to work, I'm sitting here thinking about a hundred different ways I can get out of it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like as in as in pushing myself to do something else. Like I come home and I paint or I do my art. Like you know what I mean. Like I'm always gonna think about what's the next thing like what's the next thing and so like that's how i came to my business with hauling off stuff for people in their yards because i would be delivering for fedex and that's that's i just see junk 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 all just sitting in their front yard waiting for the the city to pick it up every three weeks you know what I mean? right right oh yeah no i i you know i can actually uh, <laughs> testify to that i had a tree that fell uh, at the house and it's been there for a long time and i called like so many different people so many different contractors and and it's just like dude like somebody come and take this money because it's there i don't like i'm not gonna do it if you don't do it then somebody else is gonna do it you know what i mean and it's you would you would be very surprised how many unprofessional people there are that that just kind of do their own thing yeah. it's, it's being self-employed and mm-hmm. and that's the thing it's like i want to be professional with it like i want this to grow because i think it can but like i said i set my goals for it that that 200 start off at making 200 a week just do a couple delivery i mean a couple pickup stuff like just hey you got you got trash sitting in your front okay i'll give you like just from the early starting okay i'll do it for 30 bucks like just easy easy money like 
And if it ain't a lot, obviously, it ain't gonna be that lot. I, I think I got like maybe the prices will go, they'll be like starting at $10. It depends on how much is there, you know what I mean? But right. you also still gotta think about gas and me getting over there. So, right, right. So that's why I would say start off at $10 just to see how much it is, start at the quote. Yeah. I'm still getting stuff together, but like I said, I was coming up with the, the just like the business design. I ain't even got a logo yet. So that's what I was getting into today. That's pretty cool. And you know, people, I think a lot of people get intimidated when they think about starting a business because it's, it's, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not that much work that you need to do. You know, at least here in Texas, you have, you know, first and foremost, you get your uh, DBA at the city level, Mm -hmm. you get your LLC at the city, I mean, at the state level, so you're covered, you get your IRS uh, EIN, so you're covered through the IRS. You know, so that they don't come back after you. You know what I'm saying? And then down the road, you know, eventually you settle your taxes out as a business. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's based on what you're making. So what you're reporting is going to be what, you know, a, a piece of it is going to be what they're they're looking for. You know, then you can push it off at the yearly level or you can do it quarterly or, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's not as hard as a lot of people think. Now, the aspect of finding the business, the aspect of... You know what what you're gonna do. That's the part that's gonna um, that's gonna be hard. Yeah. Through finding the jobs, you know, mm-hmm. to do. Obviously, that's gonna be the hard part. You know, I, I remember seeing a statistic that they said the majority of the uh, people that start like start businesses like they fail in the first year. Yeah. And I think a I think a reason for that is because people haven't really thought it all the way through. They just say, well, I want to do this, and they don't do the research, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, well, I really like and appreciate what you were talking about because you've already, you know, done your groundwork, which is, like, the biggest thing. So you're seeing how, okay, well, I'm, I see this part of the city is needing this, this part of the city is needing this because, you know, of your, your daytime job. Mm-hmm. And so that's another thing that makes, a, you know, a great entrepreneur and having multiple streams of income is if you can figure out a way to have a complementary um, work along with your main your main work, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So I think that's a great idea, and I think uh, it really it's it's just gonna be uh, a matter of time before you're like, man, I got too many jobs. Yeah, you know? that's what I want to get to. Like I was sitting there thinking about that with my girl last night. I was just like, man, like just imagine, like okay, getting slammed because it's like got to think about like okay the holidays are coming up you know what i'm saying christmas well just around the corner not coming up but it's just around the corner and like people gonna be throwing stuff out big stuff and hell just at my apartment i walk outside and i see couches and everything just lined up next to the dumpster and the, the people from the city just come pick up the dumpster leave all that shit there mm-hmm. they'd be there for like two three weeks that's why I'm, that's that's what really made me think of it i'm just like man why don't they come pick this stuff up and so it just came from that so like I'm just thinking, like, of course I'm doing it step by step, but I'm just like, dang, I'm like, man, when I do get, like, fucking slammed, like, I mean, I got homies that'll help me out, but it's like, at that point, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to start scheduling and scheduling, so, I, honestly, I've been thinking about, because you know how all the barbers been scheduling their shit through, oh, like, yeah, for sure. uh, an app and shit, so I've been thinking about doing that, like, oh, can you come pick this up by this time, and I'll leave my open times on, on that, on that thing, like them, so, they can just use that app just to hit me up. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. I mean, you, you um, add a website to it. Uh, one thing I liked when I was doing my uh, my roofing company is I had a website, mm-hmm. and it would, and so I had the um, my number on the website, different jobs, pictures, all that kind of good stuff. 
little bio kind of thing just so that they know, hey, I'm a, I'm a veteran, veteran-owned business, you know, young black man. Whatever you, I can say so that people be like, okay, I got to support this guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anything. Um, Especially now, you got black-owned business. Exactly. B.O.B., baby, B.O.B. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, you know, having that, having that set up on the, on the website, when they, would, when they would put in like an inquiry for it, mm-hmm. it would come straight to my phone. Like either like through email or if they called the number, obviously it's coming straight to my phone. And so you added that level of professionalism mm-hmm. and I feel like I beat out a lot of people because, you know, keep in mind, you know, people are like, they were doing, everybody, you know, has like contractors and stuff like that and, and roofing, like a lot, I even had people when I was trying to close them, they would be like, I, why, why would I go to you when I could go to somebody that's 30 years, you know, in the business? I'm like, well, ma'am, that's a great, you know, question. And the reason why, and I, you know, going to my spiel. But um, having that website just gave, it, it put me on the professional field as the 30-year companies that already had it and stuff like that, you know? So that, like, they're already going to look at us and think whatever they're going to think. You know what I'm saying? If if they're if they have preconce- preconceived notions that we're just you know some black dude, whatever, that's how they're gonna treat it. But I feel like once they once they see your work, once they see what you're about, obviously you're not you know one of these people that are really trying to uh, just you know grab grab some quick cash and leave. You're you're trying to have something where you can have repeats and referrals, yeah. and you can have your job be what tells people. Hey, you should tell your friends about me. You should tell your neighbors about me. You know what I'm saying? And um, that's always something that that I remember, and I've always wanted to say to anyone that that is going to be starting their next business in that world of contracting and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just set, you know, you just want to set yourself apart. Um, that way, you don't, you're not like, well, Jimmy just came and knocked on my door and he said he'd do it. You know, I don't know this dude. You know, like. I'm not, I'm, I'm probably, I'd probably rather go online and find somebody as opposed to just have some, some random person that's knocking on my door, you know, just because you don't know. And right now with COVID, I don't want no part of none of that, you know? So it's just, you know. It's awesome. Like just, that's another thing. It's like, okay, I get it. Like if you have big piles and stuff like that, yes, I would go in the backyard and stuff. But like, if you just have stuff sitting on the curb, which is really like you want to get rid of type stuff, like the smaller stuff. Mm -hmm. Sit it on the curb, right there. We pick it up whenever you need it. That's what that's what I'm trying to get at. But obviously, I ain't gonna turn down no big job. Right? <laughs> no. Yeah, that's the. Well, you, oh, we don't do that. It's too big. Like, well, you know what I was what I would say is if like if it's ever something too like that's big, big, mm-hmm. you can rent. You can rent a truck. Mm-hmm. Rent a tr- with one of those trucks real quick, or or the tools. And like people. Yeah, people. <laughs> yeah. You know, pull up. Pull up, uh, you, know. <laughs> <laughs> you try to make me that, me that. Yeah. Man, I had a, I had a whole crew of people that didn't speak Spanish, dude. Like I'm up on the roof, like, so it is what it is. Money talks, man. It That's does, the, man. the universal well, thing. Walks. We all see, we all know green. Mm-hmm. We all know green. You can talk about black, white, whatever, but when the green starts talking, everybody starts looking. Listening. You know mm-hmm. exactly. But uh, yeah, man, that's cool. I'm I'm excited. I, I can't wait to hear about uh about your future. Now, one thing about my guy took, he is an artist. So that's something that I've been wanting to talk to you about. Um, 
tell me about how you got started with with art. Man, I just be, used to be young, Dragon Ball Z. That's why I always, like, I, I don't even let nobody talk mess about Dragon Ball Z in front of me. Like, it, it ain't even just a show. It just it means something to me. Because I was, like, I used to just be watching the, the, the old VHS, you know, and I would pause it. And I would be like, I can draw that. Right. And I literally started like that. Like, and I started draw. Well, actually, no. Before that, my friends at uh, school, they would all come because they would draw. They they would draw and stuff. I still in touch with all them too, but they don't draw no more. But yeah. So like, I would be, uh, I'd be looking at them drawing. I'd be like, damn. I would go home and I would trace, and I would, I would just, you know, just be like trying to get the shapes down and stuff like that. Start off like that, and then one day I was just like, I can do that. I can. I took the tracing away. I started doing it, started doing it. All said and done after that. That's pretty cool, man. I, that's like, I've always fancied myself an artist, but not as far as drawing. Mm-hmm. I've, but I'll, I've always You're appreciated, I've always appreciated drawing though, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, for, what, for, for, for whatever reason, I could draw a lion. Like in the face, mm-hmm. it just makes sense to me. You know what I'm saying? Like a, like it's probably a, something you've seen over and over. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, man, it's just something about somebody that can see something and just draw it. You know what I mean? Like it's like a, you're like a computer. That's why I you call know? myself Mimic. That's my yeah. art name. Okay. Mimic art, so I can draw what I see. Shout out to Mimic. <laughs> 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 but yeah, man, that's just. Like, it's it just always been, like, a passion, man. But, like, right now, like, I just, like, I'm not losing my passion, but it's just I don't want to do it as much because I don't want to do it for other people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But for myself, like, I, I keep that happiness. I keep that. And then if people want to buy what I'm doing for, like, myself, then all right. But other than that, like, like painting and drawing, man, I, yesterday... It was the day before yesterday, I, when you when you had sent me that text, where you was like, uh, you was like, well, just just grow a vagina, like. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Backstory on that though yeah. is that like, man, like I I draw anime, all this stuff. This this one girl, bro, never drawn poster shit. It's really good though. Don't mm. get me wrong. I'm I'm not hating on the talent whatsoever. I'm hating on the people, right, 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 like the right. people, like how, this, how easy it is for. Bro, I've been doing this. For, I've been, is hey, she attractive? Oh yeah. Okay, so let's just straight up. This mm-hmm. hey, how how easy is it for a female on social media to get the views when they're attractive for anything? Yeah, they literally can be doing anything. There, there are people that watch females cook, mm-hmm. like in the kitchen, and you know. So, it's but like, uh, go ahead. Oh, oh, but it's like as a as an artist, like you go through your up and downs emotional. A lot of people do like artist wise, like because you you either get a block or life is happening too. Like you know what I'm saying? So. All that shit just it, it drags me. Like I don't get down. Like I'll just go and I'll do like a good ten pictures. Like I'll right. be like, I'll be like, all right, if y'all not watching me, then y'all gonna watch me and I'll post them shits right back to back. And it's like sometimes it's cool, but she did numbers like on Twitter, bro. Like numbers, like all my shit I've done in six years and got that much shit. I was wow. like, what the fuck? That's I've crazy. been painting for six years, right. but like drawing forever. But and that that shit just rubs me the wrong way. I'm just like. I bust my ass for this shit, man. It's like still no recognition, but I'll get there. Well, you know that's the thing about artists. It's be- I, I would say the two artists, the two the two genres of art that get the least recognition, in my opinion, is dance and 
the artists that use their hands, mm-hmm. whether it's sculptures or painters. You know what I'm saying? It's music. It's yeah, music. Exactly. Vi- you're, like if you're an actor, it's visual. So you're gonna, they're, you know, they're gonna be out there. Mm-hmm. If you're a musician, it's, is, you know, you're hearing it. So they're gonna have people all the time that are gonna be wanting to listen. And you're, they're constantly looking for more content in both of those worlds. You know, as a dancer, like I didn't come from like dance when I was little. It's just something that it's just something that fell into my lap and I ended up loving it just because mm-hmm. of the environment that I learned it in. Uh, but I saw firsthand like how the world treated dance. You know, like if it's a great dancer, everybody's gonna watch. But how many people are gonna be continuously tuning in like they don't have the same numbers you gotta be a dancer yeah really like, to appreciate it you know I watch that shit on YouTube all the time yeah and, and, and I mean you just seeing the, the human body do stuff that mm-hmm. the average person can't do like I, I love seeing that stuff and it makes me be like well I think I'm a little too old to do some of that stuff I don't want to throw my back out but my kids I'm 100% putting them in every type of dance and then I'm gonna just say whatever you want. You learned everything, mm-hmm. so just do it. But I think I think also, like when you're when you're an artist, it opens up your ability to feel more. Mm-hmm. You know, so like that's a that's a better thing too. If you, especially if if you're uh, if you're an optimist, I think it, it it just enhances your your optimism. You know yes, what I'm saying? For sure. But when it comes to artists like painters and drawers. I feel like they have to work even harder to get their names out there. You have to do portraits. Yeah. People, people love portraits. Right? right. And it's like, I can do portraits. Like, I can do them easily. But that's just not what, ha- that, that's not what makes me happy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, that's that goes back to like me not wanting to do stuff for other people. It's just like, okay, because you got to understand, not only are you paying for what I'm doing, you're paying for my time, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? So... And people don't understand that. They thinking I'm sitting there spending two hours on something when in reality, if I don't take, if I, if it takes me two weeks to get it back to you, then I worked on it 13 days. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, and it's, and it's not two hours a day. It's maybe eight, seven, seven to 10 hours a day. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, and then people will be like, oh, so what? Fifty, hundred dollars no do you go to do you go to work <laughs> you go to work for 100 hours and right. expect to get paid right. exactly that that amount no you yeah. don't well so. that's that's the that's the cool thing about it the like upscale artists mm-hmm. like the, like the people when you have money they love art like like every kind of art oh, they'll pay for it you know they'll pay the what like how much is a monet painting you know what i'm saying Thousands. like exactly like you have these, and and but what? Here's the thing, though. You set the market. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the difference between you, as a young painter, and somebody that is established and is making, you know, crazy money off of one painting? Mm-hmm. It's it's only the recognition and the name uh, being out there, the people that got behind it. You know, so I feel like. As artists, we are so we're we're confined. We're confined in this box where we have to take care of our families. We have to take it because, like, you know, the old adage, being a starving artist. It's like, look, man, that's cool, 
but I got too much ambition to be a starving artist. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? People always tell me they'll be like, they'll be like, bro, it doesn't matter what other people think. It doesn't matter. But in reality, it does because right. as an artist, I need you to share my stuff. Right. I need you to, to put my my work out. If you don't yeah. like it, it don't matter. Yeah. Just share it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because. If you don't like it, probably three more people do. Cause mm-hmm. anime it's subjective. Is a, anime is a big ass thing oh, right yeah. now. So Huge. if I if I have a fucking Goku picture when and you telling me it don't look exactly like the show and like all you gotta do is share it. Just share it. Boom, boom. I don't care if you don't like it, share it. If I see somebody that they're like, Oh, I did this, I did this and I knew it was their work, I don't even think twice, bro. Share it. Like and that's literally that that's easy. I got over two thousand friends on Facebook, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I understand nothing so cut that in half to how many people will probably see your shit every time you post, you know what I'm saying? So about a thousand people, just share it. <laughs> that's all you gotta do. So that's like, on Facebook or on Twitter, I'll sit there and people be like, man, you always complaining, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I'm not complaining. I'm sitting here and I'm telling y'all, right. I can't get to where I wanna be unless I got the support right. from everybody around me. So if I ain't got no support, then I'm not I'm gonna be stuck in the same position over and over. But just overlook, overlook, overlook. Oh shit, a fine bitch post a picture. Blow it up. <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying, dog? Like, God damn. Like, that shit just it's like, but that's the that's the way we we live in this shit. Like, yeah. That social media, man. We live in that. Yeah, that's, that's it it's so interesting, man. Okay, let me ask you this, dude. If you had your perfect scenario, like if somebody came to you and was like, hey, I got this blank check mm-hmm. as a man who wants to own their own business what would that look like what would my what, what would the business be yes okay first question the, well, second question if, i guess because i if there was no if, like if you didn't have to worry about money oh okay because i right? was about to ask how much money is <laughs> a blank check all right whatever it is is, is you know just what, what would my business what would your business be and why I, my end goal has always been do something that's gonna help out the next generation. That's, I like, I literally see myself as a superhero, so I'm gonna do stuff that's gonna help out other people. So, like, I can sit here and say I had opportunity because of my family and all that stuff, but a lot of people can't say that. You know what I mean? So, I wanted, like, pretty much a big boys and girls club, but for artsy people. Like, so, I wanted, like, it's called, like, McNary Art Community. That's, that's the big headline, you know what I'm saying? That's the big building. I wanna have, I want you to be able to go in there and do video recording. I want you to be able to do music recording. Just make sure your grades are straight outside of the my, my thing. But I want everybody to be able to get there. And it's going to be just beneficial for your future, anybody's future. Like, Because there's too many people uh, sitting here. Oh, y'all just play sports or be a drug dealer as a black kid. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't forget rapper. Don't forget rapper. Or a rapper. And it's like, okay, you can be a rapper, but be in the right environment right. with it. Like, don't be sitting here thinking you have to be on the streets to be a rapper. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or don't don't be sitting here thinking nobody cares about your play that you had at school the other day. It's not that big to you. Well, we're going to throw a bunch of plays here where everybody can be be together and all that stuff. So, like, I really wanted, like, a big community thing. Like like I said, like a, boy, a boys and girls club type thing where kids and just they can go to towards their future especially because in corpus it's not a lot of people that help you look out for your future man mm-hmm. we we didn't have so many basketball players go through the high school i went to but the coaches wouldn't let them like wouldn't expose us you know what i'm saying as right. much or they wouldn't do that as much like my homie phil that didn't, that he could hoop that, that's a hooper right there man 
and ain't no way he he only got looked at by like JUCO colleges because of nobody exposing him and getting that stuff out there. Right, right. And this this is a time where we couldn't do it ourselves. You know, Obviously. well we could, but yeah, it social, wasn't, there was it, no it, it social media like it is now, and, yeah. and you don't you don't have the skills you know like Because if that was learned. the case, I would have did it for him. I would have right. I would have been recording and doing all that shit for that man. But it's like. I just want I want people to have the best opportunity they can. Like I don't want them to come through and be like I wish, or I if, or I don't I don't want to hear that because I do that enough. Like, yeah. So I want the next generation to be able to be like I am. I was yeah, and I was on my shit, and it's all because of where I went to, hanging out, staying out of trouble, doing all that type of stuff, and that's what I'm I ain't getting. Yeah, that's dope, man. I mean, dude, pretty much. That's like. As good as of a game plan as as anybody can have, man. Be not only being able to give back, but also being able to have where you you got the next generation learning the arts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, like I've always had some kind of um, game plan on doing something similar. My my passion would be for um, like science and technology, mm-hmm. making something for the kids, because it's just like we're not we're not taught certain things, you yeah, know. We're not especially here in Texas, it's like football, maybe basketball, <laughs> maybe baseball, but football. I don't know baseball for sure. You know, South Texas. Yeah, South Texas. I grew up in Houston. Yeah, true. So I mean. Yeah, we had the Astros, and so we definitely had some baseball going on, too. But, you know, just as a state, the majority of the people are pushing in the football, you know? And it's just like, but there's so many other things for kids to learn. I'm To me, I've always felt like put, let the kid let the kid try all kind of sports all, and all um, activities, put him in extracurricular uh, stuff, and then after a while, it'll start to make sense. Yeah. Like. With yeah, all the little kids, start choosing. yeah, dude. I don't for I don't even know why or how, but <laughs> I just understand chemistry. <laughs> like it just makes sense to me. You know yeah. what I mean? Has math in it. Yeah. I, oh wait, no, that's physics. Physics. You know what I mean? It just makes sense to me. And I had actually in um, in high school, I had a uh, a teacher that was he, he worked for NASA, mm-hmm. and he like uh, he like hook, hooked me up with. A scholarship, my my, uh, my my first year of college and stuff, and I just remember thinking like, damn, dude, like I had no idea I was good at chemistry. You know what I mean? I was just I was going to class. Uh, there was a cute girl that I would sit next to, and that's all I thought about with chemistry, you know. And then I just passed all the classes with A's, and he was like, hey man, you know you're you're really good at this, right? And I'm I'm over thinking like everybody's doing what I'm doing, you know. I'm not thinking I'm anything different. And he's like, nah, man, like, you should look in, you know, look into different types of science. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, there's robotics, like nanotechnology, like, obviously, you know, computer programs. Yeah, everything does. You know, it's like the building block. And I feel like a lot of kids that, that grew up where I grew up or even worse off places, they're not thinking about that stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you put these kids in, in, that, in that setting, mm-hmm. tell me, dude, tell me how awesome it would be if, if we're in, in our own lab and we're messing around with robotics. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're, we're, we're figuring out how to make drones and stuff. Yeah. You know, like that's the stuff that, that it's, it's disappointing that we're not exposed to. 
And it's like, dude, if you put us in at an early age and that stuff, we're going to kill it the same way we would kill basketball or football. you don't see it is because all that type of stuff is money, man. Right. Like, they do that stuff in private schools and stuff right. like that. And it's like, you ain't going to see the average little African-American or Hispanic in that type of environment because of that. Yeah. Like, and it, it really sucks. And it's like, that's like you said, that's what we need to do. We need to get some stuff like that down there. Because, like, you go to Moody, Moody was an actual, it was an aviation, I mean, wait, innovation school. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they have all this, um, they have, like, certain programs and stuff where they do that. Like, over there, uh, from, yeah, from freshman to senior year, you can do that. At, that was the high school I went to. Right, right, right. And so, um, they, actually, my best, one of my best friends, his uh, dad teaches all that type of stuff. And they, they build robots, they do stuff on the computer, like, design, designing and all that stuff, so... Yeah, it's it like that's that's the only place I've heard of that type of stuff. You know what I mean? So that would be that would be dope too. Yeah, one day, man. I'm Have telling a bunch you, dude. Of Bill Gates running around. Yeah, we just we just got. That's why it's that's why we got to make it. Mm-hmm. That's why I said <laughs> yeah, we like, got to make it. You don't see that many <laughs> little black kids or Hispanics unless we do something. Yeah. Like, man, so much we can do though. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what I love like about kids, man. Like I worked at the Y. I've coached kids a lot. Like. And it's like a joy to wake up and go to oh, yeah. kids. Oh, yeah. I mean, I probably won't think so so much now. That was before I had my own. Right. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I love kids, man. Like they just, it's it's so fun, and like that's why, like you can you can you, you sculpt a kid. Oh yeah, big time, man. It's it's so it's a trip, like just the things that that they pay attention to, also, you know. And that's why, like for me, I, I try my very best not to show them negativity mm-hmm. you know i want i want them to to be able to play and i want i want like for me i have three babies i want them to interact with each other and i try to i try to lay like lay back and let them figure it out on their own mm-hmm. unless it's like now they're like fighting each other <laughs> you know <laughs> got and the baby for whatever reason my my, my two-year-old She's she will jump on on the other two. She will jump on my three year old and my and my five year old. And then it's like, gonna be like that for the rest of the like, Yeah, I don't know. It's something about it. That's you a know? good age though, like that yeah. five, three, and two. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I, I always wanted them close. I always wanted my yeah. babies close. Like, I, I like I would like to believe I'm gonna be a hundred and twenty year old like kung fu master, <laughs> but you know, I might check out early. And if I check out early, I want them to be straight. You know, like that's what all of this is about. The hustle, the grind, like they're close to each other in age, they're gonna be close to each other moving on like moving forward. So whether me or or, uh, or their mom or or on this earth, they will be able to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. And you know, I want hopefully I can give them something when they're of age that they can take and, and run with, you know. I can give them a, a, a company and say, hey, I've been training you to be a CEO all this time or a CFO or whatever, and now I'm out. This is yours. I've been grinding so that when you're ready, this is yours. Like, that's that's my mindset. You know what I mean? Leaving that, that footprint for them to get out the door. Oh, yeah, man. That's, that's really, when, when you have kids, that's really what it's about. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you don't, I, well, obviously you don't. Sure, DJ don't. I don't. CJ don't go one minute without thinking about our kids. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. So it's like that next step, like, boy. So I gotta go get it. Big time, man. I, if if I could like, if I could figure out a way to to like just get paid to. 
to like do different stuff for my kids. That'd be like the best job ever, dude. You know, just doing different activities. Shit, have a daddy daycare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only thing about that is I'll have more people's mm-hmm. kids. <laughs> then it's like, oh, oh. No. I don't think I want y'all no. More. Lord, Lord, you gotta give. You see, you can give them back when they're not yours. You yeah, know? I I used to love that that mm-hmm. saying until I had my own. Yep. All right, all right. Well, come on, man. Let's, Let's go. do this. <laughs> Yeah, man. They yeah, they they know how to get you too. That's the funny part, especially when when they're at the ace at ours are, like they understand a lot more than people you give know them give credit, them credit for. for. And so I feel like they're just working. They're working the game. You know, they're like, oh, dude, he's gonna give me these cookies. <laughs> he's gonna give me these cookies. Uh, kids ain't shit. It's cookie time. Man. Y'all y'all want some cookies? Come on, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, that's that's cool, dude. I just really like that idea of a community center, man. Like, I really do. And I just think about how many kids I knew that ended up growing up and being like messed up, whether it's um, not being alive anymore, or being in jail. Just from not having opportunity. Yeah, and you know, what people don't realize is it's a trajectory, man. It's all about trajectory. There's, the, there's one situation that you have as a kid that can alter your trajectory. You know what I'm saying? So you may, you may be growing up, going to school with a kid, and then they join a gang, or they, 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 run in, they have a teacher that doesn't believe in them or doesn't put, hook them up, or like you said with Phil, they have a coach that doesn't hype them up or, or push them the way they should be pushed. Because to me, as a coach, if you have somebody that has extraordinary talent and and they have true potential to make it to the at the next level, you owe them at, at least a push. You know what I'm saying? You owe them a push. Like part of your job is coaching them, but another part of them is preparing them for, to transition to the next to the next level whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Some kids don't have the ability to, to go to college or to NBA, so you prepare them and give them the skills, you know, and say, hey guys, even though you may not make it to, to the next level in basketball, use the skills that you learn, the teamwork, the cooperation, you know, use those things in your next part of your journey in life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's a real coach. So it, it you know it really disappoints me when I hear that kind of stuff because it's all about trajectory. Yeah. Just think about that. If that coach would have pushed him and he could have got into a D1 or D2 school that was like giving him the opportunity to start or even play into the position, who oh, knows what could have happened. Exactly. So now he's in college doing that exact thing that he wanted to do and in that he has been gearing up to do. And then he potentially gets looked at by the scouts, or get gets on and onto the D League. You just happen. never know. It's all about trajectory, and that's the biggest part that people don't understand about why, as Black people, we are like so frustrated right now because, like, we've like we've been we've been having unemployment rates being high in our community. We've been having. Um, situations in our community that that people are now seeing that are um, happening to everyone else these are situations that have been happening for us mm-hmm. you know we've had a a a, 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 wap, a a gap in pay 
as far as compared to white pe- white males. Mm-hmm. We've had um, a huge disproportionate amount of people that get promoted to the higher levels that can make you know changes concerning multiple people. Like when you're not when, you, when you're not on that trajectory to or, or on that fast track to being a manager, a GM, a, a VP, any of those type of things, a CEO, then it's like they, they just want you to be a cog in the machine. Mm-hmm. And the problem with being a cog in the machine is you don't have disposable income. You're barely making it check to check, and most people are barely making it check to check. And if you and if you do have disposable income, it's not enough to build generational wealth, enough to pass it down to your children, you know? So a lot of people in, are, are not homeowners. A lot of people don't have savings. A lot of people are just not able to set themselves or their children up for the future unless they do what? Become self-employed or, or be entrepreneurs and figure out another way. What people don't realize is like, they sit there and they call people crazy for taking risks, right? And it's like, you're literally living in the definition of insanity. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're doing the same thing over and over, expecting just something different to happen. You know right. what I mean? So, like, when you don't take risks or you don't do something for yourself, nothing's ever going to change. Like, you're still going to be sitting there complaining about the same job for the next five years or however long you want to be there. You're still going to be complaining about that boss that get on your nerves. And it's like... I'd be damned if I go work for somebody and not come home and work for myself, man. That's I've been saying that to myself for the past six, seven years, bro. Right. It's gonna pay off eventually. I'm, I, I never give up, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like it's just that's just what it is. You got to keep working, working, working for yourself until something pops off. For sure. I mean, like I said before, you building building that that you know that savings you know, making sacrifices so that you can have that additional um, source of income mm-hmm. that you can have that disposable income and you can you can invest in other stuff. You can be a risk taker and be into your business. Like, it is not something where you can just automatically be like, well, I'm going to jump out there and not have no job or anything. It's, I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people work one or two jobs just to pay the bills yeah. and then have their own side hustle or own um, type of hobby or passion that they use to make money. Like that's that's the way of the world now, you know? And, and you think about it like the generation that, that we're in and the next generation that's coming, they're, they're more like gig employees, you know, because there's, there's so few traditional jobs anymore where you can work for 30 years at the same company and you know you go up every couple of years and you get promoted and all that kind of stuff there's not a lot of jobs like that mm-hmm. and you know like for example we live we live in south texas there's refineries uh, which a lot of people like to go to but that's not you know unless you have a specific job within that organization that's not a very uh that's a volatile job too mm-hmm. you know you have they a lot of get paid a lot they get yeah they get paid a lot but at the same time as soon as they don't need you right like i you know when i was um when i was in sales i i worked i sold to a lot of um people in that business and whenever i would you know do like their, their credit checks and things you would be very surprised how many of them I saw that had like six months here, 
three months here, six months here, then nothing for a certain amount of time, and then another six months here. And it's just like, man, dude, that's, that is a hard way to do it. Like, yes, you're, you're getting some good money here, but at the same time, if, if you one, you're not taught financing and how to budget, that money that you get, you know, it's gonna equal what your cost of living is. Mm-hmm. So if you if you get if you start off a job, and I'm, I've seen this so many times, dude. Just uh, I saw somebody a kid. He um, he had a good a good month his first month selling cars, and he bought he bought a car not not like mine, but like uh, a little bit lesser than mine, but still a dope ass car. And uh, it was never like that first <laughs> month again for him. You know what I'm saying? So now he he's thought, he thought it was gonna be sweet. Right, he, he super thought it was gonna be sweet. So now he's stuck in this car with this family. He's like, nah, I gotta get this thing back, dude. I thought it, was, you know what I mean? And so he, and so he left. And I remember thinking like, that's a lot of people, you know. And when I was working, when I uh, would would sell to the uh, people of refineries that had those on and off again uh, situations, it was so hard for them to get certain things. Um, through banks and, and financing because the banks were like, well, you're not going to have this job for, for that long. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's not a guarantee that you're going to be tar- directly working. Like, a lot of people do, you know, stay on for sure, mm-hmm. but, th- but those people are holding on to those jobs with a vice grip. Yeah. So the next group of people, you know, that, that are next up, what happens to them? They're the ones that are constantly going from company to company and, and contract to contract. It's not what you know. Exactly. You know, and if you don't know somebody, if you don't have that hookup, then what happens to you? You know, are you going to have to go out, get out of the, the that business? I had a, I had a uh, really good friend of mine that I worked with. He used to work in that business and he, when he made some stupid money. And he was just like, dude, I'm not going back into there. They're gonna, it's going to happen. It just keeps happening. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't like, at a certain level, you like you want to have security, you know? And there's nothing more secure than when you have your own business and it's successful. Mm-hmm. Now, it's hard to get to that point. Super. You know, obviously. I, dude, I'm 34, and I've had so many businesses. Some of them worked, some of them didn't. You know what I mean? That's the risk. But I never stopped. I never stop. I will never stop because the feeling, the feeling when you, even if it's one dollar, yeah, making you one dollar. I I earn this dollar mm-hmm. myself through through my business. I would like it's the greatest feeling in the world of business, you know. And I I can only imagine one day when I become a millionaire. Or, you know, whatever. I believe I'll be a millionaire. So I, I put that shit out there, you know? Um, you have to, dog. <laughs> Let me see what I got. I think I got, I got, oh, I got a good one right here, dog. This is good.